You're listening to the MC Vocal Fry Podcast, your weekly dash of voice science, pedagogy, and pop culture. Coming to you from the campus of Mississippi College in Clinton, Mississippi. Really well. Really well. But the rest of it. <laughs> so. The fact that I'm not hoarse at the end of it is quite Yeah, something. that you went on to sing the whole first half of the Finzy. Yeah, I know. I was real surprised. I mean, you should have been super so happy. So is him playing off of the other study he did? With yeah, the abducted, well, there Th- this is him questioning the EGG as a device, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Contact question. Okay, everybody you... yell one more time. Yo! I feel like I don't <laughs> yell. I'm just kind of. Yeah, you never. That's never. Yeah, that, that's that's just where you are. Mike, two of my friends, ha- their son. In bum, fact, bum, he bum, listens bum, to this bum, podcast, bum. so he may actually hear real? me make this statement, but he'll know exactly who he is when I refer to him. But their son, that he's three. He oh, has a good. single volume level. Yeah. And it's high. I'm guessing it's loud. It always It's is. like there is so much energy going on above 2,000 hertz. It like makes my ears like, it's like, wow. This child is actually the, uh, it's like the, it's like, it's like, it's like River Song was born inside of the, uh, conceived inside of the, the TARDIS, inside the time vortex. This kid was conceived inside of the singer's format. You don't tell them they're loud. You say, your voice just carries. That's what people have told me my whole life. Your voice just carries. No, people always just told me. Uh, one time I had a teacher very, very, uh, like, couch it very nicely. She said, she said, Michael's effusive personality just fills the room at all times. I had to ask my mom what effusive meant. That's like, I don't know if y'all ever saw Marley and Me, but it was very accurate where people advertise for dogs and they use like code. Kind of like that where like you couch it in just the nicest terms you could possibly come up with. Like, oh, um, Spot is just overflowing with joyous energy. Means that dog won't stop, no, not wearing nah, nah, nothing. Yes, Spot is very affectionate and doesn't always understand boundaries. That dog is going to be on you like white on rice. Or or this dog needs a little extra love. That means it's Neediest deaf. dog. It's deaf or abused. Oh, I was going to say or it's just need, You know some of those? Yeah. Okay. So we've had a lot of big news this week. We have what all happened this week? Well, particularly in pop culture land, but but we're we'll get to all that. Um, I also just a quick update. I did talk to Josie yesterday. Oh. She is desperately trying. She's still not had the meeting with their research director. Oh. So she's gonna meet like she's been. Tr- he canceled. She's been trying to find him for like two weeks. Uh, in fact, I emailed her the other day, and after emailing her, she immediately went down to his office to see if he was there to talk about it. So, oh, but but she know. has not given up hope. That's good. Someone so needs to have it. What we, is it? This is a very Star Wars moment. You just got to keep hope alive. Yeah, we're gonna keep hope alive, and we're just gonna keep on fighting on, and Ooh. we're gonna keep fighting the good fight. Um, uh, and and we're gonna keep fighting the good fight. Yeah. Ooh. I was, I was uh, messaged this morning by one of our colleagues to tell me that one of his graduate students had presented on my nasality research. Awkward. 
in class that I factored largely into into a paper that the student gave. I don't know if it was a he or a she, the student, uh, this morning, and that uh, I was like, what'd they say? <laughs> They're like, well, that McCoy posted an article that basically said that it disagreed with you a couple years later, but it basically was sort of like it didn't really... Anyway, long story. Um, All right. <laughs> They liked it. They didn't like. So did they? Like yeah, they liked like? it. Okay. I actually was telling him that we're sort of investigating reopening. I was this, gonna say we're we're gonna do it too. We're reopening this uh, line of, of of stuff, and I, I definitely want to start getting getting at least taking a look at uh, the subject who we were talking about yesterday. The data we already have. At their singing as soon as songs for a new world is over. Yes. Um, so so much closer than I even thought. Which is very close. Uh, for yep. those of you who are, are have been with us the last week or so. This week is, is, is next week is songs for a new world for these two. Woo-hoo. They have a show next. This is no time machine business here. Yeah, we. we this is literally now. next week on the first of February. Yeah, we talked. We're having this talk Wednesday. You will hear Ooh. us Friday of next week. Of next yeah. week. Know, this episode like, goes up this Friday. I know. That's what I'm saying. They're listening to y'all. Are listening to us on Friday? We did this two days before. Right. That's what she's saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I thought you meant songs for a new world open no. Friday. I was like, no, no, it's no, a week. No, no. <laughs> I'm just really jumping around. Don't tell my, my wife that the show opens this Friday. No, she had I will not. Spe- she will not speak to anyone. If no. that's granted, I think honestly we're we in a much better place. There's some production details that need to be done. Yes. Yes. But I still think, like overall, we're in a better place with this than we were with Magic Flute one and a half weeks out. Well, that's because that's I was a still full memorizing. opera in German and your Tamino was, was trying to figure out a wretched. Yes, yes. One, wretched. <laughs> but still, it's just a totally different experience. It, that's right. Are, well, we, are we having fun with songs for a new world? It's, it's so fun. How can you not have fun with it? The, it's, the music is just so infectious. I, I love watching people be so honest. There was a girl who, one of the one of the undergraduate students who was she is singing a little transition. Thing. We're all gonna get all over Michael for the tongue clicking. We're I just sorry, I know your I'm little bell. Like, we're just gonna keep it. And yeah, every time you bell. tongue click, I'm gonna ding the bell. Yeah, get the bell. Give it to Sarah. That's a good idea. I'm gonna oh ding it at you every time this you play. This is great, get, Sarah. Get oh, good, ready good. to be aware. So listen, every time. Oh, I almost did it in there. I almost <laughs> did it. He's gonna do it. He's gonna do it. But but she was. So connecting to this music that spontaneously, this is so hard. I'm trying really hard. To <laughs> spontaneously, would anybody like a pistachio? I'm okay. No, Spo- I'm spontaneously, she, in the middle of her big solo, reached over and grabbed another, grabbed the other girl's hand, and they oh. held hands together. Just it was like friendship moment, and they, it was it just was like sweet. I was like, she was just so moved that. A natural, honest, emotional response appeared. What did that happen in? What song? It was a tra- It was it one was of the transition we numbers. We were all singing though. No, it was, tra- it was a, tra- oh. it was a transition oh, right before. Talk- it was right before "Hear My Song." Oh well, what a coincidence! It also happened, I think, at the end of "Hear My Song." Faith and somebody, whoever that else, sounds was extraordinary. On the front. It was very seriously. Sweet. So people are connecting to music emotionally. It's honest. People it's beautiful. Are connecting. People are connecting together. I mean, it's incredible. So if you want to get your heartstrings pulled real hard and real good. But it's also fun. It's a fun as, show. As one of my former students said upon seeing Bridges of Madison County, because there's a little bit of this in Songs for New World, nobody does love like Jason Robert Brown. 
Nobody does a love duet. You're welcome. Yes! I didn't even notice until she clicked the bell. Well, I noticed you snapped one time when you wanted to. Oh, I'm aware. Oh, it's so hard. I'm going to have a lot of fun with this. Oh, my gosh. One of the things I want to get to, I, I, I feel comfortable sharing this because it was my thing. So, yesterday in graduate pedagogy. Yesterday in graduate we, pedagogy. Oh, normally, yeah, normally we do yesterday in undergraduate pedagogy. But yesterday in undergraduate pedagogy was my day going over basic theories of resonance. Bless them. And so, let me just say that the looks on faces were... They were dead, weren't they? Listen, I, I haven't talked a lot about this in the podcast. For those of you out there in voice land... There's a prog- there's a process that I go through, and, and Sarah's been through this material twice already. Mm-hmm. We're ready for her third time, and, and Michael's <laughs> been through this information fully a couple times. When you learn the truths about resonance and acoustics of the voice, you have to know everything for anything to make sense. Like, you ha- if you read Practical Vocal Acoustics, you have to read the whole book... And then go back and start it again, yeah. and it's, it all makes sense. It's like watching the sixth sense. It makes so yes. much more Nothing, sense yeah. the second time around. Yeah. It's like you go to the, then you get to the end of the move, and you're like, whoa! <laughs> do you go, or do you go, do you go, whoa! <laughs> anyway. Okay, I'm just making anyway, sounds now. But so, <laughs> but so when you're introducing. Makes no sense. Like just linear versus nonlinear source filter interaction. You just broke oh, no. them. You did. I'm sure. Combined with Helmholtz resonators. Oh no. But I used boom whackers this time. I That's took boom whackers, nice. like elementary school boom whackers, which have pitch. Yeah. And I used them to represent formants. So if it was a okay. low pitch or a high pitch or whatever, and then I just kept moving them around. Like, and flipping them, like, E, so I had a low one and a high one, and I was like, and that's because your tongue is occupying the front of the mouth, so there's not much front space, and there's a lot of back space, and then I would take them up, and I would flip them, and I was like, and here's ah, because there's sort of balanced space behind and in front of the tongue. Which I'm sure only has. Well, but that at least clarifies Helmholtz, a coupled Helmholtz resonator. Okay. If nothing else. Yeah. Um... And so anyway, but but I know I've come to I've come to know the look on people's faces the first time I introduce resonance. Like okay, so they so far undergraduate ped has covered harmonics and they definitely know what produces harmonics. And if for those for our listeners, vocal folds produce harmonics. Yes. Great. In a yeah. And they now un, they now have been through the basic progression of theories of resonance of the human voice going from a coupled Helmholtz resonator which for the uh, should I define this for our yes, listeners yes normal people I'm here for you every time I go back and listen to the last Jedi episode I think Michael's always like now for those who are not weirdo psych Star Wars people well, that's their yes. explain force virgins please <laughs> <laughs> Still, they're lost. Normal people, I'm here for you. Uh, Don't worry, one day you'll be as weird as us. His hair is like, oh, that's taking that's... a step. Um, <laughs> so a coupled Helmholtz resonator, basically, it, it, from the voice standpoint, 
it would mean they would have two hollow bodies with a point of constriction between the two hollow bodies still in a tube. So in this case, the tube, like all voice produce, production tubes, would be a quarter-length wave resonator, meaning it has a tube with a closed end at one end and an open end at the other. Therefore, it produces a frequency one four times the length of that tube. And and I've already lost our listeners. See, I can see them. It's a, I can see it's a them. tube with a noisemaker on one side, and it's open on the I other think, side. I think as soon as you get to the quarter wavelength, that might... That's and the then, phrase that, that says, turn be, the brain off, science, that science, science. That may be too far for just and then the three-year-old And then it has listening. a yes. point of constriction, which in the case of the human body is your tongue, the hump of your tongue. And then hmm. there is space, hollow space, in front of it and behind it. But, unfortunately, a coupled Helmholtz resonator does not fully define the human resonance because the lips also change the opening. And so you can also change the opening. So you have to, con- you have to account for vowels like ooh. Doubly hard. Which then led us to the idea of source filter theory, source being your vocal folds <coughs> vibrating, your vocal tract, or the tube we were just talking about being a filter, which is alterable, both by the tongue hump and the lips. And then, that, that, that was our theory for quite a while. Just in case this wasn't enough, there's more. <laughs> and then, now we realize that actually some of those sound waves, which is basically compressed air inside the tube, not only leave your mouth, but they also reflect back to your vocal folds and are the final step in solidifying oscillation of your vocal folds or your glottis and closing the glottis. So not just source filter theory or what we I think I, I don't think you used the term linear source filter theory yes so it's that what I first described was linear but we actually have non-linear interactions by the sound waves reflecting back to the glottis it doesn't just go in one direction it comes back and it comes it's back. just a big whole circle and there we have it. Okay, so, so now, now that we've know. lost all of our now listeners. Now that everybody has stopped, we haven't even gotten to the fun part yet. Fun. Whatever gonna, that would be. We're going to do formats next Tuesday. Ah, get ready, listeners. But, but before we move any further, we have a very important announcement to make on the Vocal Fry Oh, yes, before podcast. we go any further. We would like to point out that Sarah oh. is engaged! I am! Yeah, that happened. Did we make that dramatic enough? Ooh. I don't know how it could be more dramatic. There will be, here in the first inaugural year of the MC Vocal Fry <laughs> podcast, MC Vocal Fry, the wedding. The wedding. MC Vocal Fry Although, so wedding. help me if y'all bring this to my wedding. I'm Michael and I are both. totally podcasting your wedding. Oh, we are. <laughs> if, you don't, if you think for a second... That Michael and I are not podcasting your wedding. We'll the, we'll you're it, out of your mind. We'll sit at the I was reception. Say, save it for the reception. We'll sit at the reception with Look, it with just a. I'm not even allowed to have a photographer in the actual ceremony, so I'm sure they don't want the podcast. Oh no, we're not. We're not going to podcast the ceremony. <laughs> that would be very strange. No, that would be very strange. <laughs> but if you think for a second that Michael and I aren't going to sit, okay. sit at the reception with the recorder, building around at the reception, oh, gosh. and take the recorder maybe around, we'll, ta- we'll get, get two microphones to plug you're in. We'll have get the, the front. That is my family. What did you think Jamie's about Sarah's family. wedding? Oh, How did you think about Sarah's commentary on The Last Jedi? <laughs> She's still upset that she doesn't know who Snoke was. I, 
She's Look. really upset oh. about it. She's still really upset about it. It's me. June, and she's still really upset about it. Michael thinks it's the most important decision that they ever made. I do. I just want... I went to Barnes & Noble the other day in hopes that maybe they would have released a book that, that would, would say tell you the backstory about someone and there was nothing. Okay, <laughs> now. It's very stressful. <laughs> so we're c- c- congratulating. You were saying oh, that you. You, to, to pull us back. As yes, I'm pulling, I'm us, pulling back us back. Trail. Pull us back. Okay, yeah. so today, yesterday in graduate pedagogy. That's where we were. Oh, That's where well, we were. What a... Several. Yesterday in graduate pedagogy, we read an article. It was from Journal of Singing 2014, Turnbow, Saunders Barton, and Spivey on cross-training musical theater singers. Meaning, meaning, let me define what I mean. Taking the same singer, teaching them to sing classically and in a com- contemporary style simultaneously. Now, what they were advocating actually was that the student would actually have two different voice lessons every week. In fact, with two different teachers. Okay. <laughs> um, what? But I propose to my class that this is actually something that I actively take part in right now, except I have students who I'm training both styles at the same time. I propose the idea that I don't have, at this stage of doing that, and I've been training musical theater singers for 15 years now, um in addition to training classical singers, which is primarily what I do, but but since I've had musical theater singers go on to sing on Broadway, I feel like I'm, I'm somewhat qualified to talk about this. Um, what I want to say about it is I don't know that I have the end-all answer as to whether you should just teach classically first, just teach contemporary first, teach both at first, And when I say that, I'm referring to two different things. One, I'm referring to different... I I understand that most of the singing community now believes that all technique is just function. And so I'm all for teaching voice function, and that's what I teach. But there are different resonance adjustments that need to happen in these two styles. So understand that that's one of the things I'm talking about in two different techniques. But also, I'm talking about repertoire. I'm talking about, you know, should we start right away with different repertoire? Should we stick with one? Should we not? So this morning on on, on Professional Voice Teachers, and I'm sharing this because I posted it. Since I posted it, I feel I have the right to share the results of this poll as of one day. Side note, we know that voluntary response polls, voluntary response bias is a defined um, uh, survey fallacy in the world of statistics. So we are not saying that this survey is statistically significant in any way. But it was fun. But it was fun. I did it! No! Oh, man, I was doing so good. But it it did make for an interesting Wednesday, didn't it? Oh, certainly. Oh, it did. I was very amused. Right. And I'm not even going to really go into the comments. The com- I was going to say, the comments are what got me. I'm not even really going into the comments. We'll the comments Sarah, section. PBT is me and Sarah's soap opera. I would like it to point out. Okay, so first, let me just read what categories I gave. Okay. All technique is function, so mixed repertoire first. All technique is functional, but classical repertoire first. All technique is functional, so contemporary repertoire first. Classical technique and mixed repertoire first. Classical technique and contemporary repertoire first. Classical technique and classical repertoire first. Contemporary technique and contemporary repertoire first. And then my favorite two that no one chose. 
There is no such thing as technique, but classical repertoire first. There is no such thing as technique, so contemporary repertoire first. Seems valued. Now, yeah, I've got to go. I have to be looking at this as well. The results of said poll are that a few of these have no responses whatsoever. Yeah. I have one single respondent who said all technique is functional, so contemporary repertoire first. Three respondents who said classical technique and contemporary repertoire first. What That's fascinating. Remind yeah, that me. gets me. Say it again. Re- remind me the, uh, the, the prompt. What was the prompt? The prompt was my graduate CCM voice pedagogy class, and I read a position paper on cross-training voices yesterday. For those of you who do cross-train, i.e. teach both contemporary styles and classical styles and techniques to you, the same student, do you teach one style or technique first? I uh, blah blah blah. So this is so this is specifically for um, people who are training students to be both. Yes. That's that's that was the key. Sorry. So yes. it's not just we're trying to get students to sing contemporary repertoire, but this is specifically students who are take who are learning both but, things. Yeah. In this case, yes. For this, yeah. For the sake of this. Poll. For the purposes of this poll, yes. So, like I said, one person said all technique is functional, so contemporary repertoire first. I'm surprised that more of the contemporary voice teachers did not select that. Mm-hmm. I'm just admitting yeah. that. Um, three respondents said classical technique and contemporary repertoire first, which I'm just going to straight up say I disagree with. I have Me issues too. with that, but they... You know, whatever. All technique is functional, but classical repertoire first had four respondents. I understand people's position there. Um, It's not what I would do. It's not what I would do, but I understand their position. Yes. Um, Coming in second place, but with only eight respondents, classical technique and mixed repertoire first. So that did come in second, and I'm not surprised that, it's high, up on the that list. it's high up on the list. Yeah, same. Now, I do think when we've done polls before asking about functional voice teaching, when Ian ran a poll about this a year or two ago, like like the majority was like 90% of respondents said they were functional voice teachers. And I think that part of... The issue with this poll, mm-hmm. if I was going to speak to the, the nature of the wording of this poll. Well, I wrote it. You can say whatever I, I you know, want about I know, it. I made it up I in know. two minutes. But what I'm saying is this. The issue is the statement, all technique is functional. Some people say, yeah, all technique is functional, which means that if I teach a kid to sing classical voice, they'll be able to sing anything. As opposed to saying, like for many people, I think classical technique versus all technique is functional in their mind are the same thing. I think that that is the, a big issue, as opposed to all technique is literally how does the voice function, you know? Sure. Well, like I also want to... source. That's right. Thing. Here, here's the thing. You all have been... I, I'm actually going to risk this. All right. This could be terrible. Or, it's going to be interesting. I'm ready for it. What do you both think... I would refer to as functional voice training. Oh. If, if, if your professor 
is the one giving a definition. What does your professor mean as functional voice training? This would be a great master's comp question, by the way. Oh, gross. What is function? What would you say functional voice, voice training, training is? Yeah. Because see, I was about to say, I feel like uh, I didn't ding the bell at you, but yeah. I did it. Um, I did. I didn't even realize I did it. I was gonna say, I, I feel like I haven't actually heard this term, like functional voice training. Until the past 24 hours or so. Like, maybe I've just been, like, missing it. It's not one I use a lot. Maybe that's it. Because, like, it just, it's a very new concept to me to say, like, oh, well, all of these are functional. Yeah, I guess literally they are. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm going to take a minute. I think that functional, I think you would say functional voice training is... You would use the word efficient. You would say yeah, what you'd say. You'd say training a voice to be able to coordinate to get the musculature to the musculature and the system to coordinate in such a fashion that it functions efficiently. I think that is what you would say. And what part of the system, in terms of resonance, phonation, and respiration, do I normally talk about efficiency most with? Phonation. Yeah, phonation and resonance. Yeah. And so for me, resonance. well, and resonance, I mean, yes. To maximize. Yeah. Uh-huh, yes, because yes. of nonlinear yeah, interactions and inertness. Okay, I, just take, yeah. I just need a few minutes usually to, to like process and think through my words. No, I totally put you all on the spot here. That was very good, Michael. Very good. Um, and, and, and I would just say for me... It really refers to, is the glottis functioning efficiently? Which means, yeah. is the muscular doing right. what it needs to do? Is it in a coordinated action right. with a coordinated breath, right. is the breath and a, con- and a resonator miss. shape mm-hmm. that makes that, that gives good feedback to the glottis? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know that we're all, you know, all of us on some level are a product of our teachers. So I know that there's bias towards this. But, like, you know, we were talking earlier. And uh, you and me, Dr. Perno, were talking earlier. And... Um, you had posed this question to me, and I was thinking about this, and I really think that when we talk about functional technique, because resonance is obviously different from style to style, and I think even breath is different from style to style, even within, like we've talked about this before, even within classical technique, singing Bach versus singing some Verismo opera, the yeah. breath is going to be different. The way you approach that can be different. Um, I think the, the common denominator here it, it, across styles, mostly, sort of, if there was going to be a common denominator, it would be phonation. Is the is is what is clean phonation? But then you have to. I've been thinking about this. What about voices that are like some people? The phrase people use is like a hairy voice. You know. Um, a hair. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm gonna say. I, I, I think is, you're gonna have to take no, 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 no. Okay, to it's, it's, describe. Okay, um, a blues singer, who. They're not trying to be raspy. They're not forcing anything. But they can also do this for hours at a time. There's just some natural unevenness to the phonation. Usually involving the area of the glottic folds. Right. And so they'll say, people say, this is a naturally hairy voice. That it's not creating what we would refer to as a clean sound. Yeah, sure. No, it literally has noise. If you look at it on a spectrogram, spectrogram, it has noise. It has extraneous noise in it. But it's not a... It's like they can still do this forever, right. you know, and they're not being injured. It seems to be, you know, not more injurious than than Turandot, That's you right. know. And so, well, in the end, no matter what you do with resonance, mm-hmm. if you don't have a strong source signal, 
well, you're, it doesn't, it really doesn't matter. matter. Right. It doesn't really matter. Consistent doesn't, source. Yeah. If you don't have a consistent, efficient, strong source signal, not pressed, but strong source signal, yeah. no matter what you do with your woofer and your tweeter, it's not going to matter. Right. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. I still love it when Ingo always goes to those terms. Dr. Tietze always goes to like, he's loves, he loves woofer and tweeter. <laughs> woofer and you either tweeter. need more woofer or you need more tweeter. <laughs> and I'm just picturing dogs and birds, but you know. Teach their own. Okay. Okay. Anyway. I I know that's not. So just to finish out that poll business. It makes me think dogs and birds. Finish out that poll business. At number one, all technique is functional, so mixed repertoire first had 56 responses. Which is by far the most. Oh, I mean, 56, 8, 12. Well, 15, I like being 16, able to see what our friends 16, responded. Yeah. 66, 72, 56, and 72. What is that? Uh, a lot. Oh, that's divided by 8. So what is that? 7 oh, over oh, 9? It it's 7 over 9. What is that? Almost 70%. 78%. Or more than 78%. Yeah. So 78% of respondents on a very informal, horribly written, absolutely no thought put into oh it poll. <laughs> have confirmed out of a random selection of voice teachers. And by the way, there's like 7,500 people in that community, so all of about one-tenth of one percent or something responded. I feel like way more people... Well, no, way more people did not comment. It just felt like it. Because That's because a button's a button, but comments are spicy. Yeah, a button's yeah. a button. But comments are spicy. That's right. And so... That's right. You um, know, anyway, I just, I just wanted to sort of get, get that out of the way. As a thing, because yeah. I thought it was interesting, because we're a singing podcast about Star Wars, well, and, and one final <laughs> or a Star Wars podcast about singing. One final thought about that, about this this poll, is that you phrased it well. I think that maybe people, I, I would be interested, you know, obviously I can't know this, but how people perceive something versus how you write it are two different, how they read it versus how they write it. You know, you said, what do you as a voice teacher do versus what is best you yeah. know like what is what do you think? objectively better do you know what i mean because i feel like all you, yeah well it's just if you just asked what people thought what was best you probably would get a bunch of people responding who don't cross train or who don't even think that anyone should sing contemporary or even well, if you we, say there may have been respondents that that's the case true well or, or even people who do cross train who they say like there's a difference between all technique is functional do whatever you want versus all, te- all technique is functional, but I teach classical repertoire first. You see, that's what I'm saying. Right. You know? And so... Well, and this is the perfect example. If any of you out there are researchers and looking to write survey surveys or polls, they're very difficult to write. You have to put some very... There are actually very good guidelines you can go about with those things if you take a research methods course. This was not that. No. No. But it's just... It's this, always, was, this was fun for your Wednesday. Oh, yeah. It's just interesting. I always fun. think about oh, these kinds of things. too far. You did it twice. Oh, I did it? But I put the bell down. Oh, she's like having to reach her arm out to... Oh, there. my. That was the it was almost like we were inconveniencing Sarah to move her oh. arm. She's like, he did it again. He did it again. I have to I reach the all the way down. over. Oh, my goodness gracious. Life okay. is hard. Couple of pop culture references for this week. Number one, have we all seen the animated Avengers 100 Day? No. No. Oh my god. This is why you should send us things on Facebook. What? Avengers two days ago 
on Facebook okay. made their cover picture an animated cover picture about a, the, since it's, well, it was it was a hundred day countdown. Okay. I didn't see it. Oh my. Make it we're so gonna, difficult. We're gonna edit this silence out. Yeah. First of all, can I just say that the Avengers theme music is so epic. It, it it may be the most epic music ever written. I mean, I sort of thought the big music in Lord of the Rings would end up being the most epic. No, music this is ever somehow written. even more. I mean, when that when that pedal tone comes in in that trailer and it goes to minor for a second it's like what in the world uh, any new theories on on that we haven't even released that whole episode where i we broke down the avengers trailer we haven't no i never released it well then let's talk about what? should, should i release that trailer should i release that episode was there something wrong with it? No, we just we didn't talk about anything singing related at all. Well, let's talk about it right. Let's talk about some Avengers stuff right now. No. Not we don't have to break down the well, whole trailer now, but release it closer to the Avengers. That was my like, thought. That's in some My way. thought was that we would release it right before Avengers yeah. came out, and then yeah. we would do our breakdown episode. I think so. What? Oh, speaking of planning, just while my mind's there. I thought, you know how we said we wanted to make tutorial videos, yes. YouTube, blah, blah, blah. This isn't a tutorial, and it's longer than five minutes, but I thought it might be a nice way to, like, start out our page if we are able to present a Mississippi State Nats to, like, oh, record yes. ourselves presenting and to put that up That's there. a brilliant idea, Sarah! Especially You're since, a genius! Well, I knew that. Yes, but we all hear your singers for We, But I thought, since we're going to be demonstrating <laughs> how to use so much technology... It might be like, here's like really, one really long one, but in the next few episodes, we'll be breaking this down even more. I don't know how our, our proposal will be taken, because, I mean, I presented that literally we're, we're MC Vocal Fry wants to present. Yeah, I know. I, I, and her just response just, oh, thank, like, you, for thank you for submitting. Well, that's, that, that's what it always would have been. I okay. mean, it's hilarious, though. Anyway, well, I, don't, I don't know if we'll get to do that or not. That, but that, if we do, I thought that, that might be a nice it, 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 it would thing be, to... I don't know, record. That's a great idea. It's yeah. a great idea. So, well, while And we're since we'll have at least a couple attendees in the audience who we know who can record. Exactly. Yes. That was my thing. I just figured, like... We certainly will know enough people. I mean, the reason I wanted to do it while it's here is because we have the equipment here. So we're it's literally like across the here. Hall. Yeah. This uh, is very convenient. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very convenient. But, um, but Avengers... Oh, yes. Well, what are our theories? Are we going to see time travel or not? Is it going to be time travel? Is it going to be a parallel universe? Have you guys read all these theories? I have not. But okay. I, I've heard so the, the so. theory of like the, the basic theories that you keep hearing tossed around are like Captain America will be killed by Thanos and they will have to go to an alternate reality or or literally go back to New York in the in the battle for New York and take Cap out of that to save the future. Interesting. Um, that's one big theory that we're because, hearing. Because the fact is, we have the time stone. Y well, yes. Yeah. Okay. We so, have the well, eye of. Well, the reason for that is there were leaked set photos of him in his battle for New York costume. Oh, and so it kind of makes sense to think we'd go back in time. We have. Sorry, that was super spoilery. I should have warned our listeners about Maybe that. Maybe that's just Marvel trying to throw us off. Well, I've also thought of that. What if it was. Marvel just... is sneaky like that. I could also see them filming a flashback. It could... it could also be a flashback. I really. Okay, so let me tell you. I. One, I try not, I try really hard not to read stuff like that so that I can actually watch the thing. So I'm that also I'm, ruining your life, Michael. I apologize. So that I'm not a butthurt fan who didn't like Last Jedi. And so... Oh. 
Okay. Wait, there's no shade being thrown here. Because I'm just saying. We petty. You already had the movie planned out, and it didn't meet it didn't meet your dumb expectations. So you didn't realize it's the most important movie of 2017. Anyways, I'm getting to that. That's the why. Venom. That's why. Um, that's why I don't read those kinds of things. But having said that, I I love <laughs> the look on Sarah's face right now. Is priceless. <laughs> I love stuff like uh, I, I keep thinking of like even like Doctor Who. Uh, was it? Day of the Doctor was that the fiftieth? Yeah, yeah, Day of the Doctor. I, what I loved about that was that it was just kind of like a, it was like a cinematic romp through like a million different places and things. Yeah. And so I I love the idea of like an Avengers alternate universe story where they go and then they come through and they come back and then and then all the different places and things. I just think like a glorious mess with a narrative like that would be really fun well, and I think would be big work. enough. Yeah. And doing an alternate universe leaves you open for then having movies about the alternate universe where you get to have the same characters but played by different people, perhaps, you know, actors Correct. that have decided they want to yeah. retire. <laughs> Iron Man. Uh, yes. Chris Evans. Yeah. I think he different. wants to leave? He's he been so. complaining about it uh, for years. I didn't years. know that. I guess I don't pay enough attention. I done. was never really interested in Captain America until we had the Captain America versus Iron Man thing. Captain America very conflicting is love for Cap. me. Iron Man, Iron Man had always been my like my man, but then well, I in love that Tony movie, Stark. I, I know this is 2018, and, and we Captain here America. are all for equality and 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 all and all these things. But I would just like to say, I think Captain America is like a man thing. You know, I think so. I have no, no idea. Jamie doesn't be. like him. Jamie, Jamie and I, we have well, Jamie, the closest we'll thing to a fight that we have had. <laughs> was talking about which team we were each on, and when he told me that... That sounds t- right for your relationship. <laughs> when he told yeah. me- Ladies and gentlemen, this, the, these two are getting married this summer. <laughs> the biggest fight we had and the was biggest fight this. they've ever had was about he Team told- Cap, Team Stark. He told me that he was Team Iron Man, and I had to hang up and not talk to him until the next day. Oh, my gosh. So oh, my God. I was so mad. And I just... How could he, he still be- proposed. How could he be for that team? <laughs> I don't get it. I would like to say that this is extraordinary. This is I'll use Michael Ham's word. This is extraordinary. <laughs> this is extraordinary. Well, all that oh being said, not everybody, yeah, being a little belly. <gasps> yes! I didn't even... I, guys, I think I'm, you're not even aware. I'm really not aware. I also am aware that this is this is body tension building up in my tongue, and then I breathe. And so, <laughs> wow. This is literally jaw tension I would like holding to say my mouth as closed. His, as his voice teacher... Specifically, as, as I've been his voice teacher for eight years now, oh, yes. I would like to say, actually, in these last three lessons that we have had, Michael has dynamics in Passaggio. Yay! I have dynamics in Passaggio. What's it like to have dynamics anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> Sarah does sing well loud. I do it's sing well great. loud. That's about all I have. That's the, the, the issue. But it's so exciting. People Who cares? People like quiet. Either when she belts or sings in, in, in class. Oh, my god. <laughs> that pretty much sums up what I can do. Yeah, anyway, but so we're was, finding... So we have dynamics. Right? <laughs> wow! Did I do it? Yeah. I don't uh, remember. Here's another thought about that, that I've seen. Oh, yes. this, was a, this was a nerdist theory that uh, there's the thought that Marvel has a problem. In that they don't really have any great villains. We've been building to Thanos now for, for like how many movies? True. And well, Loki was Avengers great, movie. but how long can you play on but Loki? But the Russo brothers were quoted as saying that they think that Thanos will be this generation. Wait for it. 
oh stop they I know this said is that they don't think say that it. thanos don't will be it. this generation's don't say it darth no! no first of all first of all if anyone is this generation's darth vader it's darth vader well, it's Darth yeah. Vader! And if it's not Darth Vader... I'm very excited. It's right his now. grandson! Kylo Ren! What in the world? We have so many feelings happening right now. I don't know. I'm ready for it. You're going to have to villain. figure out how to I use like the clip super fix villains. function on Audacity after that. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I will fix that. Um... I like villains. One of Give the things, another. though, that is exciting for Marvel moving Gosh. forward is with the Disney acquisition of... Oh, yeah. of of 20th Century Fox when it's X-Men. finalized. They literally own everything. Not only X-Men, but villain-wise, Galactus. Ooh. They will finally own Galactus, about Galactus. Oh, he's the big, biggest bad of the comic books. He's the one... When they defeat Thanos in the comic, when they defeat Thanos after in the Infinity War, okay. Thanos decides that they basically banish him to a planet and he becomes a space potato farmer. Sorry, that's, that's awesome. Cute. I mean, <laughs> and then he comes back a few times as like an anti-hero kind of character. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. But, I mean, like... He's just so like, the, I'm done here. Yeah. Yeah. He but, goes but, but he doesn't die. Adam Warlock banishes him to another planet. Now, this is a point I'm going to make again. I've made before, but not on the podcast. I still don't... I haven't quite figured out how they're going to do this whole first movie without Adam Warlock... How do we know he won't be in it? We haven't even met him yet. I he was teased we, at the end of Guardians we got a 2. Teaser. Exactly. We're not going to meet the character in this movie. We could. We could. You could get glimpses. You could get him at the end. He could be your big He's what probably do we the want? final credits trailer. Or just Maybe. something happens. I don't know. It could be the last 10 minutes of the movie. Well, but everything seems lost. Somebody huge to the Avengers has died. I'm not even going to try to guess who. And then, boom! We, 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 Adam Warlock on the scene for that little glimmer of hope. We Tony don't, Stark must die. We don't need to go through that again because when we release our Avengers podcast, podcast, we went through that whole list. I could I could literally... You could write you could write me an aria. With, with, an in, aria. In, in F minor Avengers. over D flat that's called Tony Stark must die. I'd like to now just transition us a little bit Away from Avengers, through Avengers, because other big news this week, and this is why I think Vision will die. I'm just going to say that right no, now. He has to. Him and Wanda. Because Paul to. Bettany is taking over the crown. That is official now. I didn't know that. So Olivia Coleman will take over for Claire Foy. We've known that for months okay. as the queen. And Paul Bettany is taking over for Matt Smith. I was hoping it was going to be Tenet. The rumors were that it was going to be Tenet. Nice. And we would see a reverse they look, regeneration. Yeah. They don't look similar enough, though. That's but Paul accurate. Bettany is taking over as the 50-year-old Prince Philip. And you know what? That makes perfect sense. It makes perfect the minute sense. They, the minute, and he yeah. is an amazing actor. I've got to catch up on The Crown. The That's fact that he's made us all I know, fall I need in to love. watch season two. I haven't watched yeah. it yet. The fact that he's made us all fall in love with a red thing <laughs> named the vision Please. like not just it's a passable He's... but like we love like vision's cool yeah but Everyone... he caught thor's hammer yeah he's he so did. cool he's so pure and so the fact but the fact that we like this character not just appreciate him says how it's just a testament well, to what like, an actor this guy is yeah. you know 
How rarely, or at least personally, like, usually if a character's, like, too good, I get bored with them. It's my issue with Superman. It was my issue with Captain America. And Vision is, like, the epitome of just good. good pure. But, like, I love Vision. Granted, maybe, yes. Yes, you just Vision. had a moment where you went, Vision and Wanda! That's a big ship for you, isn't it? That's a big ship for you, isn't it? Oh yeah. Yes, because I want to be Wanda. You could see you could write you could write an aria for Sarah called "I want to be Wanda." (laughs) You want to have magical powers that can either brainwash people or control large amounts of chemicals. Be Wanda. No. (laughs) (laughs) False memories. (laughs) Rather than a Doctor Who companion. Totally different universes. <laughs> I would never have to pick. <laughs> so Sarah in one universe is, is is exclusive from Sarah in the other yes. universe. Oh my gosh. Okay. Right. I don't cross people who do like super hulock. No, no, no. Whoa! No, no, Wait, no, 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 no. Speaking no, 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 of no. which, one of your Facebook friends. I look back at one of my memories today, and because it was a year ago today that the last Jedi was was it was revealed and oh, it was I last that Jedi. Thing that said. <gasps> What is the meaning of The Last Jedi? That? No, it was a memory from a year ago. Because mm-hmm. a year ago today was the day that they announced that that would be the title of the film. Right. And I posted, what do you suppose this title means? One of, yes, one of your friends, the first comment was, Luke will die, Ray will be The Last Jedi. Oh. What? Apparently it's Michael and his friends... Can predict the future. One of your friends, the first comment on the thread was, Luke will die, Ray will be the last Jedi. I was like, So if today was... What? If today, a year ago, was when they announced the title of the Star Wars movie we just said, does that mean we're coming up on another Star Wars title? No. No, because... No, it'll be next year this time. But because okay. January, have, January 19th. I guess we already know what the Be- next, like, not trilogy was. Because we have to... We have to painstakingly get through Solo first. Lord Jesus. Please, please be- we're begging you, God, please, God, that you would be with Ron Howard. We are not making a joke here. We really want... We really want Solo not to be terrible. Please. But the fact that the movie is coming out in May, and it's January, and we have not seen a trailer... Yeah, that isn't not a good sign. It's not push, good. I bet they push it back to December. Do you think they, they would have told us already? I think maybe. It's I think Disney views that as a completely lost property at this point. Yeah, perhaps. And, and okay, now I didn't really realize Paul Bettany was in it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So let's go back to the crown real quick. I'm so glad that 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 guy is gonna play Philip. It's gonna be great. Um, they look. He looks kind of like Prince Philip, you know. It's gonna be great. yes. It's gonna be great. It's gonna also, be great. Also, if you haven't watched The Crown yet, you oh, must. You, you must check out The Crown. Or what, watch what, Victoria. What great acting performances! Though Claire show. Foy in that first season of The Crown. Oh yeah, she is extraordinary. Yeah. She's fantastic. And I mean, Matt Smith's great too, particularly in the second half of the season. Yes. Yeah. I have not watched season two yet. It's been on yeah. our radar. I'll tell you what we've been watching, just since this is a sort of sci-fi podcast about singing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we watch Travelers on Netflix. It's a Netflix that. original. We watched the first season about a year ago, which was actually out in 2016, mm-hmm. and they just released the second season. It stars Will from Will and Grace, Eric okay. McCormick. Uh-huh. Eric McCormick. And um, it's really great. 
it's not like one of these Netflix or Hulu shows or HBO shows that like is like. I mean, it has some content that you know whatever, yeah. but not like some. Not like Game of Thrones, which basically just does bad things to do bad things. It's basically violence porn. Yeah, but not I mean, in the books in Game of Thrones. Too. No, I'm talking about the show. I know. I'm just. I just want to make sure people know that the books things happen for a reason. I would like to say that because this is the last thing I wanted to get to today. Oh, uh, wait, wait. First, because I thought of it. What did Sarah have for breakfast? Oh, one of those little protein plus granola bars. It had peanuts and stuff in it. This is three times in a row that Sarah had protein for breakfast. Protein for breakfast. I'm trying breakfast. to be healthy, and I hate it. It is really sad how excited I have gotten about like a spoonful of We'd Nutella like to point region. out that Sarah is a very small person. Not small and healthy are not the same. That's, that's true. true. We would like to I'm say short. that at the MC Vocal Fry podcast. That's... It would not kill me to be healthier. And I hate it. <laughs> People who say being healthy makes you happy, they don't know. I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> they clearly have never had a pizza. That's what I'm thinking. Oh. Chocolate cookies. Kimchi. Well, I could go Kimchi's kimchi. really healthy. I kimchi's could go for some kimchi. I need to make some Oops, kimchi. I didn't even mean to um, that time. Last thing. Star Wars got four Oscar nominations. <laughs> I saw that. Are you kidding me? First Good. of all, score, hello. Well sound editing. Yeah. That's the well best done. sound in a movie that I've, I've ever, ever heard. That's great. Ever. The moments where they're intentionally silent. Oh. I love The most silence. powerful use of silence. <laughs> Clearly Star Wars was not nominated for best overall editing. Of a movie because it might have gone on a little bit long retrospectively. Space Florida. There were there were fifteen minutes that probably could have been cut. Space Florida Vegas. Maybe. Space Canto Florida. Vegas. Canto Vegas. Yeah. Could have been probably ten minutes shorter. Oh yeah, easily. Anyway, uh, but so we want to congratulate our friends at Star Wars. Yeah, our friends, our close our friends, friends at Lucasfilm, friends. Disney, Star Wars. Feel free to invite if, us to the Oscars. If you would we'll like to make a donation to MC Vocal Fry, you can do so by contacting the Office of Giving. Or you want to let us be like college. guest stars or something. Yeah, in the you next would Star love Wars for us. You would love for the people. MC Vocal Fry team to be to have special costumes do for Episode need, Nine. Do you need oh, yeah. some vocals? We're here for you. Ooh, we could do like a little jazz we, trio. Oh, we could be that. We could jazz, be the next. Like all of this, Star Wars is known Star for their Wars classical episode, music. Episode we Nine. We are classical. Maybe singers. maybe it'd be like the voices in Revenge of the Fades. Yes. <laughs> you know you don't even have to pay me. I'll do it for free. Uh, we could spend a whole bunch of hours in a recording studio. You, you know, want them for to pay. Star Wars, you know, we could. I would do it. You know, we could. We could be. Here's 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 a plot point you haven't thought of yet, but I know you're gonna love it. <laughs> Is this Kylo Star Wars? Ren has taken over the universe with the First Order. So he while had, he sang his F sharp minor Verdi baritone on <laughs> Yes, yes. And then, but he then he goes. Ironically, he goes to a space opera. What? <laughs> he goes to a... So, Star sort Wars, like the greatest when he, when space Palpatine opera in history. And, and, and Palpatine and Anakin go to that weird performance. Yes, they go... He goes to an opera. Was that in, was that in Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith? I, ooh, I don't know. It's funny, I read Clones? a... I think it's in Revenge of the Sith, Is it? isn't it? It's a really dark moment. It might be in Revenge of the it's Sith. It's where he tells him about Plagueis. Plagueis, yeah. yeah. Well, back... 
back before we had Last Jedi and I was just starved for Star Wars. Actually, it's funny. I, I read a fanfic where it had Kylo Ren as being a fan of opera. He just he just seems what? like the kind of guy who would watch what? Wagner. What? Here's what it is. Kylo Ren would he watch Wagner because he wants to feel bad about himself. But deep down, he wants to love Puccini. Fanchula <laughs> del West. See, you had to go Fanchula del West? Look, I have this weird um, obsession with Fanchula del West. I don't... It's not the best Puccini opera. It's probably one of the worst. But I, I quite like it. Savili, I think, takes yeah. the although although man, there are parts of Manolasco. Listen, if you've not listened through the whole of Manolasco, it's like great aria, horrible connective tissue, great duet, horrible connective yeah. tissue, great aria, horrible connective tissue. That that's Manolasco. The West, right. something about it. I think it's just because I love the old West, and just something about it just tickles me when I watch it. And you just love hearing Giacomini sing Kelly Creda. It's really... What a laugh. Well, I mean, who doesn't love a good Giacomini version of Kelly Creda? I'm not even going to try to imitate a Giacomini sound, because I can't. No one can. Imagine Jonas Kaufman on steroids. You mean he's dumb? Like, Jonas Kaufman, but instead oh, sorry. of... But <laughs> wow, that got a little dark. Jonas Kaufman, but instead of uh, instead of hearing that and going, it. he sounds like he's working really hard. It just sounds like this is so easy. He's actually yeah, just like a he's terrifying monster, like, yes. like the man, like my, the monster under your bed. My teacher said that when he sang with Giacomini the first time, the Giacomini said that people always criticize his technique for being too dark or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Giacomini said he said, "I work very hard for this voice. I will not change it for anyone." Oh, good for him. That's very. I love it. You hey. know? He also. <gasps> no, I didn't oh do it that gosh. time. Did I do it? Yes, you no, did. I did. Yes, you did. I oh. actually missed one because I waited too long to hit the bell. And I figured. Oh, my. All right. Let's do takeaways because we're going to see each other again in two days. Takeaways. <laughs> yes. My takeaway is that I finally started watching Broadchurch. I watched the whole first season. It's so what? good. Oh, okay. Wait. Pause then. Friday, Whoa. Broadchurch. Friday, Broadchurch. Oh, my goodness. Yo. Good. Sh- I didn't do it! You did! No, I didn't! Like, I didn't! If you listen to this, you know what you're going to hear? Or I can't even do it. I can't even make that sound. You're going to hear me eating pistachios and you clicking your tongue. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Okay, Friday we'll do Broadchurch. Yes. But my takeaway for today, Broadchurch is fantastic. And um, it's so good. And uh, you just got to watch it. That's all. Sarah? Mm, patience is a virtue. It's right. Oh, yes. Okay, very good. She wants to be married? Is that what it is? No. What are you talking about? Planning a wedding is stressful. Okay. Planning wedding can be stressful. Okay. Uh, Having planned one... They didn't even lie. Having planned one 14 years ago... Even when you tell yourself, it's gonna, I'm gonna make this as stress-free, I'm gonna be so relaxed about it. Yeah, well, there's still parts that aren't. Sometimes you just can't help things. I remember our biggest argument when we were planning our wedding way back when mm-hmm. was that her her dress was not like you know how there's like pure white and then there's like wedding Ivory, dresses that are not cream, pure white. white. There's so many words for off white. Her wedding dress was not ivory or anything like that. it really was white but it yeah. wasn't that pure stark white. Yeah, I feel you. I think mine's and like that. And so and you know most men's tuck shirts are that stark white. Oh gosh. Well, we went through this thing at Men's Warehouse when we were choosing the tuxes. Oh, no. 
that our tuck shirts could not be stark white, and I just about had a fit. I was like, what do you mean? They're going to be cream. I mean, it was... Because obviously I had not seen her dress. Yeah, that is the usual rule. It was a thing. That was like our biggest... That was like Mandy and my yeah. biggest point of contention. Yeah. Probably the entire time. You and know. and for those of you who don't know my wife and I, honestly, we fight about very few things. As what married couples go, we fight very rarely. Very good at conflict you. resolution. We're very good at conflict. Not that we don't always get along. We Not that we have disagreements. We you have many disagreements. It's plenty. just you don't fight much. I yeah. understand that. Right. That's, yeah. I'm amazed at the ways that you all defuse the bomb all, like, not all the time. Don't hear me like that. But, like, just defuse the bomb. I'm like, how did they do that? How did they do that? How do they do that? That's always, that's always where I come back to. Well, thank you. It amazes me, actually. It, it takes time, and you have to work through it. Just uh, Now I'm giving you marital advice. Thank you. Listen, only piece I'll of advice it. I'm ever going to give you, don't listen to anybody. <laughs> okay. If anybody gives you advice, just ignore it. it. I think human beings need to find their own way in any kind of relationship like that. All right. And, and, it, and it can only be right for you. Is that your takeaway? My takeaway, actually, that's a good idea. My takeaway for today is for all those of you out there in, in, who don't in, want in, wedding in, advice, in, in, <laughs> who don't want wedding advice or marriage advice, I don't think I've ever given marital advice in the podcast. We've reached a new stage. We've reached a new stage. Uh, I would just say that, like singing, <clears throat> marriage is a journey, not a destination. And mm. those people who have been successfully married 20, 30, 40, 50 years will tell you that. It's not perfect. It's never perfect. And that, like all trips, it includes delays, <laughs> smooth sailing, uh, rain, sun. It's sort of like a Disney vacation. It just costs a lot more. That's horrifying. A little bit. Disney's oh. expensive. But sort of akin to launching a classical singing career, to be completely honest. Which is also I knew we'd get horrifying. back to singing. <laughs> I'm not sure where I took this. I like Disney because that means that maybe someday when I'm married, the there will be a whole Star Wars themed exhibit. Fantastic! Oh, it you know, really is like going to Disney one World. One summer they did like <laughs> the Star Wars summer of Star Wars at Disney. My friend worked there when that was going on. She loved it. They had Star Wars weekends. Yeah, they've actually had to get rid of those because people yeah. were getting trampled. That's not good. They don't. They're not doing Star Wars weekends anymore because basically now Hollywood Studios is basically Disney World, Star Wars Star Studios. Wars World. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's it, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Goodbye. Bye.